Welcome to Your Self-Love Support, a podcast created for self-love junkies and for those actively seeking their own self-love journey. I'm your host, M. Vu, former fitness enthusiast, typical 9-to-5-er, devotedly shifted into motivational speaker and overall wellness advocate. Be joyfully prepared to learn, take action, and of course, love why owe you a little more today. Welcome back to episode 19 of Your Self-Love Support. I am beyond excited to introduce you, my listener, to a very special guest that I had the privilege and the grace to chat with via Skype. Her name is Susie Carpenter, and her story is actually in a book that I'm planning to finish this week. Her, just just everything that she says in this interview, everything that she's about is why I actually have this show. And I can't wait for y'all to listen to get tidbits from what she shares as far as evolving as a woman, evolving as a mother, and the power behind her determination to help her child live. It's just so powerful. So I hope that you really take in this episode and see how it can resonate for you. And remember, anything referenced in this episode, you can find at www dot your self love support dot com. Enjoy. Here's Susie Carpenter and I. I'm excited to share with all of you guys um, a part of your self love support podcast community. I am here today um, having a get to know chat with an individual that was actually introduced to me by um, uh, a new friend of mine, actually, through a podcast mastermind, Justin Shank. And he, we had a talk um, a couple weeks back, and he was like, I have to introduce you to Susie. And I was just like, who's Susie? He's like, all you ever talk about is self-love. And she popped up into my mind, and I just want to introduce the two of you. So here we are, about to get to know Susie Carpenter, who is a health coach, speaker, and author and I'd love to start off, Susie, um, with just asking you a basic question of who are you and what do you do? Well, hello, Michelle and everybody, all of your listeners. I am really what I believe is I believe in the human spirit. And I believe that honoring ourselves is the greatest pathway we can be on. So what I do is I help people to let go of some of the guilt and the worry and the fear that that keeps them from the self-love, that keeps them from honoring themselves and from tuning into themselves. So much of our journeys, I think, gets lost in the busyness and the technology, and we forget to check in. We're often checking out and not checking in. And self-love is that. Self-love is checking in with yourself, connecting with yourself, right? You know, you know that. We all know that. So the key is figuring out how to do that. I and love that's, that. what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> this is why you're on the show. <laughs> this is exactly why. That's absolutely 
exactly why I even created this show is I noticed for myself that I, for many years, I wasn't checked in and I couldn't figure out why. And then this whole idea of self-love, I was like, what is this? And so as I dove in a little deeper, it was quite a bit of a rude awakening in the path of figuring that all out. So thank you so much for sharing with that. And um, I also wanted to take a time to acknowledge uh, you sending me your book. Um, I did take a read. Um, I didn't finish it, but I did notice that you are an amazing storyteller and um, just descriptive in a way where you can bring the reader into that space. Um, it was as if I was watching a movie, just reading chapter one. It was just absolutely great. So I wanted to ask, what inspired you to write your book on the bright side? Um, so Michelle, I think this is great for, I think we all have a book within us. I know you shared with me that you're, you're working on a book yourself. So it's a great question because honestly, I thought about writing a book for probably almost well, at least six years before I sat down to write it. And so I was inspired to write the book because I felt back in the early 2000s, there wasn't a whole lot of information out there for parents with children with autism, which is my situation, and for people in general around how to get healthier using our daily diet, you know, what we put in our bodies. And so I thought I was perfectly healthy. I thought eating salads and chicken and, you know, turkey and soups was was healthy, but the problem was I was eating a lot of sugar. So, you know, my my intention with writing the book was really to share our story and to share inspiration, but more importantly, I think to give people permission to feel the hard emotions that come with not just parenting, but being a woman, you know, all the things that we juggle as women, I think we are such emotionally deep creatures and we carry this deep feminine spirit within us that is such so powerful and gives us great capacity to create change. So, but when we enter into motherhood, oftentimes I think we quiet that power because we're so busy being the caregiver. And then when you have a child with special needs, you, you, that, that becomes even greater. So anyway, after finally giving myself permission to write the book and I, and I said, I'm going to take a year sabbatical from coaching and just write, that was the ticket. I mean, I know everybody can't afford to do that, but for me, that was the ticket because energetically I was able to get into the story go through all my old journals, you know, notes and sort through things and really, really live it, um, even though it was hard, you know, sort of live it again. So, uh, you know, I'd love to write more. I'd love to write another book that's more about the how-tos because this book is more about the love story, you know, which Justin, the gentleman you mentioned earlier, picked up on right away that the gist of my story, the gist of our book is about self-love. So yes, it's a journey about healing. Yes, it's about autism, but more importantly, it's about love. And to create the love you want to see in your life, it starts within yourself. And so often we all forget that. We just get caught up in the to-dos and we forget about being. And being is so much about loving. Absolutely. I just thank you for sharing that. I have chills just because this is exactly the, the rude awakening that I had mentioned to you that I got where I was like, wow, I've been on autopilot this whole time. That's not yeah. living, which is, it's, it's so powerful that your story can connect to so many others. I mean, I'm not even a mother and I completely agree and understand, um, which is really, really amazing. 
So, um, which would probably make me even more emotional if I was a mother. I can only imagine. <laughs> so um, one question that I, I was thinking about, because I have many colleagues and friends who are actually moms, and this, these words of good or bad comes up quite often. So I'm just curious to know, do you believe there is such a thing as a good mom versus a bad mom? No, I do not believe that, because I do not believe that there's such a thing as a good person or a bad person. Um, you know, I believe that in our, in, in our essence that we are all good. Now this may be, you know, I don't know. This is just me. This is what I believe. So I believe that we're all good. I believe, you know, interestingly, my daughter, Kelly, who the book is about myself and Kelly's journey. Uh, she said to me once, you know, mom, we're all born good. We're all born with good spirits. You know, it's once we get into the world that people learn to be bad. So I think our essence is good. I think our soul is good. I think our intention for being here is good. I think that then things can happen that make us quote unquote bad, you know, bad things can happen. But I think, I think at, at the core, we're all good. And so for, for parents and for mothers, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember reading the book, um, the dark, uh, the curious incident of the dog in the night. I don't know if you read that book, I but it's a heard of it. So it's a book, it was a book and then it became a play on Broadway actually. And it's about a boy with autism and it's a very well written book because it really gets you in the mind of the person with autism and his challenges. But it, it's a very interesting story as well, obviously, you know, appreciated by, by many because it became a Broadway play. But in that book, the mother leaves the child. And I can remember being angry at the mother thinking, how could she leave her child? So I've evolved, you know, I've evolved to this place of trying to remove judgment from my, you know, perceptions and thoughts of people and life and things. But at the time that I read that book, I was, I was angry. I thought, you know, how could anybody leave their child? But now I can see things with a wider viewpoint and say, okay, you know, it's really hard to have a child with autism. There's the perseverations, the behaviors, the lack of sleep, all of these things, the, the, the social issues. And so, you know, Anyway, I, I think that there's no good or bad, but I think there's certainly people who are better able to handle certain challenges than other people. And the important thing is to be on the journey of growth and the journey of awareness and consciousness of like who you are and, and what, where are you going and not just check out, back to the check-in, check-out theme, you know, not just check out and skip out and say, I can't deal and go off and numb out, you know? I mean, so many people are walking around asleep. And, um, you know, not aware of their calling and of their capacity and of the power that they hold within. Absolutely. I couldn't have put it any better. I love that you used a key word that um, had to hit home for me too: evolved. Uh, mm. I, just like any human being, we struggle with judgment. You know, we struggle with self-judgment mm -hmm. and then that just projects out to others. So I've recently, just like this past weekend, I learned with anything in life, when there's events that happened, people will do what they do and people won't do what they won't do. That's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's We as humans put feelings into situations because that's just who we are. We, we have mm -hmm. feelings. That's the beings that we are. But to really actually assess all of that and to understand that when, when, it, when it goes up and down, you turn back to self and ask what's going on here. 
and like you said, people numb out. They don't want to turn this way. They don't want to, what's going on here? That's really scary. Right, so right. Um, this is why the show exists and this is why you exist in the world. And I love that. And everything you're, you've just spoken for that question is everything that I'm understanding is what I want to be around and just create that energy and just impact it and expand it. So that's mm-hmm. just, that's just absolutely powerful. So I'm just wondering, what's one thing that you wish you had known before writing this book of yours? Um, I would say, uh, first of all, it's, it's interesting if you aren't a writer, which I wasn't a official writer, I think you don't appreciate what goes into writing a book. And, you know, so the self-awareness um, around the process, it was such a great process of understanding you know being forgiving and understanding that things if you want to be good at something it takes hard work (laughs) so it wasn't my skill to be a writer but I I worked at trying to master it as best as I could because I wanted to tell my story I didn't want somebody else to tell my story so I did hire a coach to help me in the process which was incredibly helpful so I wish I think I wish I had known that um that it's okay to share from your heart, but it's also important to not judge because when I first started writing my book, I think I still held a lot of judgment towards certain people in our life that weren't supportive, that judged us, that thought, you know, we were crazy for caring so much for this child and giving up everything for our child and doing everything possible to heal our child. And I held some resentment around that. And so even though I had been in therapy for years and worked on all of this, as you know, it's a process. I mean, you don't just all of a sudden evolve and then you're done. (laughs) You know, it continues, you know, you go through the levels. So, but anyway, so I think that would have been good for me, but I did learn that in the process. And when I shared the book with my family, because a memoir is a very intimate personal story, there was a lot of, um, anger from several members of my family. And so we had to work through that. And that was an incredible learning experience. So I think it would have been good to have a little bit more coaching around that possibility. But in the end, it all worked out. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like, uh, you know, really, it's about the, the learning process of that and what comes from that. You know, everything that happens is meant to happen so that we learn something, right? So yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably probably it for that, me. That's really know. powerful. Wow. Thank you for <laughs> sharing that. No, I, I can definitely understand that because that is very personal. You're just, it's your heart in that book. Um, curious to know, did you ever read the book to your girls or have they read it? Yeah, so I didn't share my book with anyone until I was close to being done. And I shared it with my husband who was very upset because he thought I didn't portray him in a positive light when the real, the book really is just my perceptions as a woman. So, you know, when I felt sad, you know, as a man, you get the Mars versus Venus thing, right? Where he felt like, Oh geez, she's saying she's sad. Well, I just wanted her to be happy. So, you know, that's not, she shouldn't share that, you know, it's up to me to make her happy, that kind of stuff. But we worked it out and um, it invited more love into the project. My girls, Kelly has never, who's, the myself and Kelly are the two main subjects in the book. Kelly has never read the book in its entirety, but she's read pieces of it. And 
Natalie, my older daughter, read the entire book and also was angry because she didn't want to be in the book. So we had to talk through that. I had to share with her she's a big part of the story and that we all, you know, suffered through this and we all came out the other side. So so all of those were really powerful learning experiences that I think had to happen. You know, and and I think that I'm really grateful, incredibly grateful for for that. If, if if nobody ever read my book, that would have been enough of a of a you know reason to have written it. Even though, obviously, I'm I'm very honored and grateful whenever somebody else reads it and says, "Wow, this really this really impacted me." So, yeah, I think um, you know it's 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 an opening of doors. It's an opening of doors to communication, an opening of doors to understand each other's feelings more, to be more respectful of each other's feelings you know, to love and appreciate that everybody has a role to play. You know, and I say that in the back of the book and the acknowledgments, it's funny, I never read the acknowledgments in the back of most books, but I did put a fair amount of time in writing mine because that was important to me to acknowledge, you know, all of the members of my family and and the process and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's just, a word came up for me when you were sharing, it's, it's just courage. You have the courage to not only stand firm in your book, but you also have the courage to continue to connect yourself with your family, to continue to say, no, we, this is what it's about. And yeah, I love that about you. I just think that that's so powerful to not give up. Like you said about the, the other book that you had read where it's like, I can't believe that that could be because in a parallel universe, you could choose differently. Right. And right. That's, that's just fascinating to me. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Which brings me to one of my favorite questions that I like to ask are, what are your two main self-love principles that you practice on a daily basis? So my favorite principle that I practice is the checking in with myself. And so typically it's first thing in the morning if it doesn't happen first thing in the morning, then it's the end of the day. Sometimes it's both where I will find space to be alone and turn on some Zen music and just write. And it's, it's just in the morning, especially it's like Julia Cameron's morning pages where it's just sort of stream of consciousness, you know, writing, you know, the morning is the best time when our mind is the most open so the morning is honestly a perfect time to writing. And it's interesting. Uh, Maya Angelou said that with her writing, she had like bookends. She would write in the morning and she would write in the evening because that's when she was the most tapped into her creativity. I find myself to be the same way. And I think probably most people are the same way. So, uh, so I sit down, I always have a notebook or a pad of paper with me and I just let out whatever's on my mind. And in the process, this is the really cool part, you guys, is that in the process of, and I teach this to my clients because it's so important to, to, be, to be checking in, but also it gives you clarity. In the process, you end up getting all this clarity around not just your thoughts and what's happened to you or what you want to see happen because that's the other part of it. You're releasing and processing. You're also visioning. You create what your vision is for the day. Um, but, you know, it's really this powerful 
process of gaining clarity and in, in doing so as I'm writing, typically all these other ideas or things I forgot about come up. So it's, a, it's a, also a, it's an exercise in trust where you trust yourself to know what you need to know. You trust yourself to, to you know, uh, remember what it is you wanted to remember. You trust yourself to let go of things that maybe were hard for you. And so that's my favorite self-love practice. And when I don't do that, I start to get a little agitated. I start to feel a little bit like I got to get this shit out of my head. <laughs> I, I totally feel you on that. Absolutely. So, and I encourage people who don't like writing. Some of my clients will say, I hate journaling. They have like a traumatic memory from when they were a child or a teenager and somebody found their journal and they're like, I can never journal again because I'm so afraid somebody's going to read it and judge me and, you know, think I'm, you know, weird, a freak. Uh, so I encourage people to either just write anyway and then rip it off the paper and throw it away or because you're not writing to go back and read it. You're writing, you know, to release process and vision. So you don't need that piece of paper anymore. Um, the other option is to just video it, you know, get on your phone, but that too, people will say, like my daughter will say, well, I don't want anybody to see that video. So, but that is another way you can do it is to talk it out because it's also very powerful to like we are here right now sharing, you know, through our voice and it's a really and the listeners are listening to the voice and that's a really powerful exchange as well. So that's my favorite. And, um, you know, the second one that I just do on a daily basis without even really thinking about it is is nourishing my body. So I do that through the foods that I eat. I have an incredibly um, clean diet that. I learned through the process of healing with my daughter and I became her partner on the journey of healing. So really that is something that is a, is a, um, almost a religion for me. And, uh, and I say that because it truly feeds my, my, my body, but also my mind and my spirit. So I, and I'm pretty pretty loose about it now in terms of I don't plan it out in the beginning I, I was so neurotically obsessed and about healing because my daughter was so sick that I worried about everything that went into our bodies and I didn't know what was going to be for the next meal and it stressed me out so I encourage people who feel stressed about that you know to get some help to get some you know kind of somebody who can partner with them or encourage them because it gets so much easier as the journey goes on, it gets so much easier the more you do it because part of it isn't just that you're doing it over and over again. Part of it is that you're actually healing your body, mind, and spirit. So you therefore are able to let go and relax into it more and it just comes to you. You don't have to think about it so much anymore. So that's that's a really, really big one for me. I haven't had sugar in 15 years or gluten. Um, I've pretty much been following the paleo principles, even though it started out as the specific carbohydrate diet since 2000, 2002. And, um, while it may seem rigid, as I said, to me, it's about honoring myself and honoring my body. And therefore I choose not to deviate from that. I don't feel at all tempted to, there may be a time when I smell something. Like if I go into the grocery store and they're baking donuts or cake mm -hmm. where I'm like, Oh my God, that smells so good. But, um, I know with, with all of my heart and, and, and mind that those foods are not real foods. And so I only put real foods into my body. 
So I don't judge other people back to the judgment thing around that. I think a lot of people who know me are afraid of, oh gosh, she's going to tell me not to eat this, this, and this, this. I always meet people where they are. I always meet people where they are. That is just my journey of, of, as you said, awakening, or I forget the word you were using, evolving, you know, but truly that is for me, that was my awakening. You know, most of my life I lived in a fog and um, I didn't feel good. I had belly aches and headaches. And so for me, it's truly about feeling like myself in my body, being my happiest self and, and living life fully awake. I love that. It's, um, it's so interesting food. It's like we could do a two hour session on just talking <laughs> yeah, about that. You know that. <laughs> and guys, uh, I'll definitely link, um, Susie's, uh, website, um, in the show notes, but I went on her main page and it was like, Oh my gosh, healthy recipes. I'm like, okay. I, I had no idea what to expect when I actually got to speak with you, but I'm currently also going back to knowing for my body that, you know, food is medicine at the end of the day. And anytime I have a feeling, once again, going back to human beings, that's how we operate. I feel a certain way when I'm stressed or when I allow myself to feel frustrated. I tend to want sugar because that's my band-aid for really looking within, right? And so um, understanding that and really taking responsibility instead of avoiding it for yourself. Because this vessel, we didn't ask to be in this vessel, but we also get the opportunity to experience it and without keeping ourselves in check especially with nutrition we can lose the sight of it and I mean I I went through years of of different diets and I was miserable but it was because I was already not checked in with self and why I was even eating this bland piece of chicken and broccoli (laughs) where you know I had no idea why I was doing it I was like am I doing this for the six-pack it was all confusion then but now I'm understanding it's how I want to feel. It's how I want to operate. It's, it's stepping into your, whether it's better or best, it's just stepping into who you really are. Mm-hmm. And that filter that we put on ourselves, um, you know, the extra pounds that some of us may hold, that's just another filter, I feel, what I see in other people. So I totally get what you mean when you meet people where they are because it's not, it's not really about diet. It's just about really getting to know the person inside. And... Food is a way, and I totally get that. So you just inspired yeah. me. I, I'm actually going to cook right after this my lunch, and I told myself, I'm like, I need to get back into that, have a fresh hot meal, you know, fresh vegetables, because it always makes me feel better. Right. I'm always right. kinder, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a good yeah. thing. So definitely, thank you for sharing that. That was powerful. And the journaling, I couldn't agree more. I, I had the same issue with, I don't want to journal. Everything I write down, I don't do anyways. But I realize, no, it's, it's a way to just release it. Mm-hmm. Put it somewhere. Throw it away right. if you want. Keep it. Whatever. Right. For me right. now, I am going to keep it because I do want to be an author as well. So yeah. this is yeah. going to be content one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it comes to my final question for you. Is there anything that I should have asked but didn't during our chat here? Wow. Great question. Um, I think that, you know, probably one question that comes to mind would be, you know, what was the hardest thing about the journey really? You know, because I often share, you know, I'm on the other side, so to speak, you know, my book's called on the bright side Mm -hmm. because Kelly, after recovering from autism, 
started to use the phrase, well, on the bright side, you know, you know, it's a beautiful day. I had a bad day at school, but on the bright side, you know, I can now do this or whatever. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that, you know, I often do that. I often speak of things on the bright side and forget to also bring up, you know, that, that it is hard that, you know, acknowledging people for their strengths to be committed to their life, you know, whatever that means. So many people are, are in the rat race, you know, and, and so there is that, that feeling of being checked out makes perfect sense because we all are carrying, you know, a lot of responsibility and the world is a busy, fast place to be in. And so, you know, the aspect of, Getting through the challenge helps you to appreciate that, yes, it's hard work, but when you get to the other side, the payback and the ability to do things so effortlessly is so worth it. You know, you think it's going to be harder than it is. We overcomplicate things. This is a big one. I think so many of us myself included every single day overcomplicate things I have to like tell myself okay stop how could I do this in a more peaceful easy way so you know I think that's that's probably the hardest biggest lesson I learned and what made things so hard for me was that I tended to be a worry wart I tended to be a perfectionist I wouldn't do it unless it was going to be just right and real and part of that is the wisdom of aging as well I'm 51 now so I have the benefit of that on my side but you know, truly, I know plenty of women in their 50s who are struggling. They're wrought with guilt. You know, everything they do, they feel guilty about. They worry about everything, their kids, even though they're grown-ups. And I do too. But to live life, you know, feeling like we are fully awake, like we are having access to inner peace at any given moment, you know, we do need to learn how to let go. And we do need to learn how to tap into our consciousness through the self-love, you know, and self-love seems like to some people I had, it's so interesting, Michelle, I had a client one time tell me a new client. She said to me, I don't know what self-love is. What is self-love? And you've probably heard this a lot. And maybe some of your listeners, I don't know, when they first started listening or even now are thinking, well, okay, I get it, but how do I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like for me? And so it can feel really awkward in the beginning. I, I was a self-help junkie since I was a kid. I picked up the self-help books before I picked up the Judy Bloom books. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that, that component of just building, building it in and taking tiny steps you know, tiny steps and getting support, you know, someone to help. I mean, coaching is a powerful experience. It's such a powerful experience. I mean, I have my own coach and uh, it's really, you know, you take your own transformation and create the ripple effect in the world. It starts within, but part of that is because we know, we know we want to take that out. It's not selfish. It's not because we want it for ourselves. It's because we know that we need to share that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I totally agree. It's it's when you're actually doing it, and you're like, oh, it works. What, <laughs> what's the next thing you want to share? It. You want to tell everybody. You want to tell your, you know, the people around you who you love. You're like, hey, guess what? This some this amazing thing I discovered, and yeah, it's and this is why I had asked the question, like, what are your practices that you do daily? Because those are just simple things that someone could say, maybe that could work for me. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give that a try. 
And by the way, going back to the food thing, I actually am, am looking at you through a screen right now. You don't look 51. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell. So that's just so powerful that you are walking this journey of self-love very, very consciously. And I just wanted to acknowledge that, uh, Susie, because it's, it's just powerful to hear the passion behind your voice and to also be able to see it. And then hopefully one day in person too, that, that would be absolutely amazing to kind of sit okay. down and have an in-person, you know, that, the, the energy of actually the physical being, which is so powerful that I mean, yes. it can just skyrocket. So thank you so much for taking the time today. I really You're do welcome. appreciate that. I know that your words are going to help so many more people and you will impact not only my community, but the communities of my community, which is exactly why we're here. So thanks so much, Susie. My pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. Great to be with you. From the tips of my toes to the crown of my head, I thank you deeply for tuning in to this podcast and more importantly, having the willingness to experience self-love. If this episode resonated with you, we would be honored and beyond grateful if you could leave us a review on iTunes. This podcast was made to support. So if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please do share. Thank you again for being a part of this self-love space.